Hallelujah. Well, Sherry, a couple things you said before I, I touch on my scripture, that Mother's Day indeed gets a lot more credit. Mm -hmm. And I understand why. Mm -hmm. Because it is the mother who carries the baby for nine months. Right. It is the mother who's got to have all sorts of eating habits during those nine months. Mm -hmm. And they're craving pickled hot dog with... The nauseousness. The nauseousness. What yeah. else y'all got? The swelling of the, the feet. The swelling of the feet. The bigging of the nose. Hallelujah. The cramps. <laughs> all right. Too much info now. All right. We, you, going, you about to tell me complain. all. Yeah. Com <laughs> you about to complain. And then eventually they got to give birth, which is one of the most painful things yeah, that a woman will experience. A man doesn't have to do that. Right. So rightfully, a woman automatically has earned the respect of being a mother from just giving birth yeah. because she's carried a child. Mm. Whereas there is more of a demand for a man to, he doesn't get automatic your father. Mm. He has to more prove himself over the years as being a father. Mm. So eventually when the child gets older, the child turn around and then recognize that was a good dad. Mm. Whereas mom gets the love from Jump Street, mm. right? And a father more has to earn it. Um, and is that right or wrong? I'm not here to debate that, you know. But I do know that having a child doesn't make you a father. Right. But you know that's true for a mother too. Yeah. Even though mothers automatically get that, having a child doesn't mean you have mothered or fathered that child. That's true. And so, um, so, you know, men oftentimes have to earn it. Now, you said... Uh, something about uh, where does my source of strength come from. But I want to talk about, um, I'm going to get into that, but you could never overestimate the impact of a father in the life of this world, mm -hmm. period, point blank. You know, we live in a time where when you turn on the news, there's social unrest and you see people fighting for the system to be changed because we say things like this, there is systematic problems, right? right. Systematic racism. You yeah. hear that term a lot or systematic whatever, right? And so there is great protest. There's great uh, marchings or whatever, whatever is going on because they want to fix a quote unquote broken system. Right. Well, before that system ever comes into play, there's another system in play. That if that system is broken, you can't, it doesn't matter what happens in the system out there. Mm. If this particular system is broken, then the world will be broken. No matter what you do out there, the world will be broken. Right. And that system is called a family structure. Mm. And Denzel Washington said this in one of his interviews. Uh, 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 the great Bishop Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel was asked about, you know, what happens when a child gets caught up in the system? What are his thoughts on the system? And he stopped the interviewer and he said this. He said, wait a minute. Before we talk about the system, and, and I'm paraphrasing, this is not his exact words, mm. uh, but you can find the interview. I'm sure it's on YouTube. He said, uh, he said, I was driving in Chicago the other day and the driver said, look over there. Those are what they call yummies. Mm yummies and Denzel said he asked him what are yummies and he said yummies are little kids named after an 11 year old who was a gangster at 11 and he was murdered by a 14 year old and as a result all the young kids who are out there 
living this lifestyle that has been passed down, mm -hmm. Denzel said, he asked the question. He said, well, where does, where's the 11-year-old's father? And so he responded to the interviewer. He said, an 11-year-old is not caught up in a system yet. Mm -hmm. An 11-year-old should have a father watching over him. Right. So before the system hits him, the 11-year-old already has a problem in another system that is broken. And yeah. it's called a family structure. Yeah. And, and the lack of fatherhood has direct implication on what you see in society. There's correlation between... Uh, 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 teenage pregnancy and lack of a father in the house. Yeah. Poverty and a lack of a father. Mm -hmm. And I could go on and on about not saying that a father present is guaranteed a good outcome, right. but your chances increase right. when a good father right. is in present the in the home. Yeah. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say is while we are trying to fix systems that we feel are broken, let's make sure that the system that was first instituted by God before there was a government, yeah. before there was a church, yeah. before there was a school, mm -hmm. before there was a police department, mm -hmm. before there was any institution that you see in the world, the first institution was the family structure. Yes. And that is why the devil would love nothing more than to destroy yes, the family structure yes. because societies are built based off of families. As the family goes, there goes society. Yeah. You know why the systems are broken? You know why? It, it, it's because people are in the system. Hmm. The system might work, but you put a broken man in a good system, the system will become broken mm. because of him, yeah. right? So, so racism is in the system because racism starts in the home, oh. right? Uh, 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 agendas start in the home. Mm. Philosophies start in the home. Right. And all of this has to do with a father being present. Yeah. So I could never overstate the importance yeah, of a father, stuff. right? And so that's why that has to be earned. Right. Right. That is not something just because I gave uh, uh, birth to a child. Right. You have to complete the job. Yes. And that job is never done mm. until you leave planet Earth. Mm. You know, my father died early, but I thank God that he did enough yeah. with the little bit of time he had with us that what he's taught me has kept me. Mm. Amen. So I got a quick scripture, and I'm going to be quick today, Sherry, okay. so I can let you fathers go barbecue and Wear the new socks you got today, amen, <laughs> or the tie that you probably ain't going to wear. My scripture today is taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse number 4. If you're writing it down, you could go ahead and write that down. Ephesians, chapter 6, verse number 4. And that same scripture is also paralleled in the book of Colossians, amen. And so I'm all over the place here with my Bible today. It is simple. It is a scripture that you all know. And it simply says this, right? In context here, Paul is talking and he's dealing with uh, the family unit. He's talking about husbands and wives and how they should relate with each other. And then he gets to fathers and children. And this is what he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, right? Instead, bring them up in the... 
fear or the instructions of the Lord. This is also the same scripture is written in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse number 21. So I just want to meditate on that for a little bit, right? The Bible says fathers. Now watch this. In order for you to be a father, you should be a, a husband. All right. Yeah. Many people are fathers and they're not husbands. Mm. Now, I understand things happen in society. Yeah. People don't follow God's order. Yeah. But God's order is that before, that's why he dealt in this context, husbands and wives, right. then fathers and children. Right. Because before you're a father, you should be a husband. Mm. Because if you're a father before a husband, that means the child is being brought up already in a broken concept of a family, right? right? So fathers, you, you, you know, I leave that alone. I don't <laughs> want to go too deep there and beat the men up today. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if, if, that didn't, if that wasn't your reality, it's all right. You can still be a good father, Amen. right? But the Bible says that fathers, and, and really that's for the young people, all of us who are old and gone on and we just, <laughs> we didn't mess ourselves up or whatever we, wherever we at dealing with life, we, we, we working it out. But for the young people, yeah. God's order yeah. is be a husband first, first before you become a father. That's the order, right? But the Bible says fathers don't, and it used this word provoke. Mm. Provoke is, is a way of saying influence in a stirring up way mm. if somebody's ever provoked you if you are from the caribbean that's mm -hmm. a word we use often yes. don't provoke me yes. what it means is don't influence me don't stir me up and get me worked up yeah. you can provoke people to good works yeah. you can stir them up to good works mm. You can stir people up to what the Bible says here. Fathers, don't stir your children up to anger, right? right? Or anger or despair mm. or their spirit, an angry spirit is a broken spirit. Right. Don't stir up in your child and cause them to grow up to be bitter, angry, hopeless, mm. hate the world. Uh, hate their wives, treat women bad, mm. disregard for other humanity, no sense of value to society, mm. just men who are really disastrous. Do not stir up your child to become that. Mm. Imagine the Bible puts that on the father, father. twice. Right? The Bible is saying that the man has the power to stir up in his kids what the, what the boy will become. That's why in context it is direct correlation. Because it could have just said don't provoke your kids and make them angry. It is not just saying don't get your kids mad. Right. As a matter of fact, in stirring up your kids to do right, they might get mad. It's not dealing with the feeling or the... The emotion of, mm. I am hurt that dad corrected me. Right. It's not saying that. Right. It is dealing with a spirit in which you leave your child with. Mm. Uh, 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 
a worldview, a state of mind in which they operate from. And a father can provoke his child that way. And that's why direct correlation is the next line. But rather, bring them up in the instructions of God. Mm. So when you steer them or provoke them, raise your child up that they grow up to have the view of the world through God's lens. Yes, yes. So that your child is not broken, your child is loving. Mm. So that your child is not bitter, your child is forgiving. Yes. So that your child is not uh, 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 looking at himself as no value, but he has value yes. to society. So that your child has compassion. Yes. So that your child is loving like Jesus. Yes. So that your child loves his wife yes. like Christ loves the church. church. So that your child doesn't sleep with everybody. Yes. That your child honors uh, women, that your yes. child, uh, you know, whatever it is, your child grows up, your daughter grows up to be a woman of God, your yes. son grows up to be men of God. The Bible says, fathers, you have the potential to provoke a child, but don't do it that the child end up broken. Well, how does that, how, the question becomes, how is a father steering this up in a child? Is there a way is, is there a formula? Hmm. Every day I wake up, I, I steer them up. <laughs> is there, how does this happen? Well, it doesn't happen with just that. You said something, the time you spend with them. Hmm. The time you spend with them can steer them up. But it's not just what you spend with them. It's what you do. Hmm. And the way you live. Yeah. And the way you carry yourself. Hmm. People, listen. One of the things that annoys me is people who say something but don't live what they say. I love consistency. Yeah. And one of the things we always tell people, and they always tell me because my job yeah. in life as a preacher, is practice what you preach. And oftentimes we tell people, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Which is terrible because what you're doing is more influential than what you're saying. Yes, yes. Now, so the question becomes... How do I steer up my child? And is there, here's your answer to your question, is there a source that I could go to as an earthly father to gleam from that I can become a good father? What are the qualities that I should possess and have in my life that if these qualities are present, by default, they will stir up in my child? The things that they need to know mm. in life. Mm. And you can only find those qualities if you go to the father of yeah. all fathers. Amen. The father of all fathers. Our father God. Yes. Let me tell you what the Bible says about our God. Mm. It gives him many names. Mm. But you know what Jesus often referred to God as? Father. He even brought it down to a simple term in his language, which would equal to us saying Papa mm. or Daddy. He called him Abba. It, it, it went from Father to Pops yeah. to that's, that's my old man. That's, yeah. that's my Papa. That's my whatever you, you know term you got of endearment to show this man is close. God, Jesus referred to his father as that. Mm. In the book of John, he referred to him as father, I believe, over a hundred and something times. Mm. Whenever he referred. And when the man asked him, teach us to pray, he, he starts out by saying, when you pray, say, 
our Father. God loves all of the big names that we call them. You know, all of the, the great names. And we're going to get into that in a second. I'm almost done. The names reveal the character of the Father, though. The one name that sums up all of God's character is the name that Jesus always used. Father. Father. Father, forgive them. Father, into thy hands. Father. 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 The Lord God loves when you refer to him as Father. There's a special feeling that it generates. There's a it indicates immediately a special relationship, yeah. right? And so the word father sums up all of the character of God mm. and what a good father should be. And you really don't know the character of God unless you begin to search all of his other names, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Is this good? Yeah, Is this good. good today? Good. good. I'm teaching today, right? Yeah. I've been teaching a lot. And when you see all the characters of all the other names, you see what a father is. Mm. So I pulled out a couple of God's names to show you what his character is. And if you can get these characters to be yours, Mm. then the father of father who said, I've made you in my image to be like me. You can be what your father God is to you, to your children. All right. And I'm going to go through them quick. They are what we call the Jehovah names, mm. right? Yeah, and yeah. each one of them reveals something. He has more names than these, yeah. by the way. But these reveal something special about God. Check this out. The Bible says, calls him Jehovah Nisi, which means that his, he has a banner over me, right? Mm. What is a banner? A banner is like a flag. Okay. A flag is representative of an institution mm. And it has a stand, it it, it represents the standard and the stance of that institution. So when you see the American flag, it should reflect American values. When you see a uh, a Japanese flag, it represents Japanese values. Whatever a banner is, right, it represents. And then the the Bible talks about his banner over me is love. Mm. So the banner that God holds up over his people is love, right? And so one of the things about God is that God is telling us he's not a God that anything goes. He has standards. And all of his standards operate from love. And so as a father, Mm. our father has standards. If you're going to be a good father, you have to have standards. And those standards must be determined from a place of love. That when your children see you, they see someone of principle. Someone who has standards. Yeah. All right? I'm going to go through these names real quick. Also, the Bible says he's Jehovah Rohi, right? Mm. Jehovah Rohi means the Lord is my shepherd. Mm. Meaning this. And, and, and the psalmist David wrote it beautifully. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie in green pastures. He lead me beside still water. Restore my soul. Lead me in the path. Of, I know you're taking notes now, right? Know, Righteousness for his name. And then he goes on and on. Here's the thing about the shepherd. The shepherd is a protector. Yes. 
Look at this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know what that means? When the shepherd was looking after the sheep, sometimes they would walk in pathways where there would be snakes and other creatures and, and bears and everything that would attack the sheep. Mm. But the shepherd is always protecting the sheep. As a father, yes. you are to watch out. You know, they used to even tell, tell this story about the shepherd that sometimes when they walk in these pathways in the ground, there would be these little holes mm. that little snakes would jump up and bite the sheep and mm. kill the sheep. And so the shepherd would go before the sheep, find all the spots, and he would take oil, mm. a certain type of oil, they call it hog's oil, mm. and he would drop it in those holes to kill the snake so that when the sheep goes, there's nothing to harm him. A father goes before his children. Yes. A father searches out all the danger. Yes. That's why children don't understand how much a father does. Yes. That tie and socks is not compared to yes. the job. A father goes before. He finds danger. He finds whatever. And, and so that his kids can walk through. The kids sometimes are eating a good meal, but they don't know how much the enemy yes. is around them. He yes prepares a table for me in the presence of an enemy. Sometimes there's people all around you trying to kill you. You you don't know. And as a good father, sometimes we don't know how much the Lord is shielding off. Yes. You're there smiling and enjoying life yes. and eating a good meal. But in heaven, the father is doing yes. this and holding back all the forces of darkness yes. that wants to destroy you. Yes. And a father does that sometimes the children the family the wife don't know that's why sometimes i'm so hard on men i tell them you know men come and they you know we have a, we have a place where men can come be men in our men's group whenever we meet together but the truth is sometimes i gotta look at the men and we tell them to each other yo man up you know yeah. sometimes yo man life gets to me man up because you know what sometimes sometimes the family don't even understand that you're going through they don't see it they don't see that you're ready to break down yeah. but as fathers if our father in heaven is holding back, yes. it is our job to hold back yes. and not complain and break. Yeah. That's what a shepherd does for the sheep. Yeah. Jesus said, and when one is lost, mm. he leaves the 99 and he goes and gets the one. Yeah. That is a picture of a father who says, no matter what, yes. you know, you know, that scripture has been used for so many reasons. But really, it's in the context of the parable of the lost. That even when you have a child in your home who sometimes might not go the way the group is going, yeah. you stare, you did everything to stare the group. It's possible that one can go another way. Mm. But Jesus never stops and just looks at the group, mm. goes after the loss. Yeah. And he'll go until he finds it. Yes. That's the God yeah. we that's what a father is. Yeah. Let me go down this. Jehovah Rapha, he's the God who heals. Mm. Speaking of children who get lost and get hurt, their children will experience many things in life that will wound them. Yeah. And we know that when we are wounded, when we are weak, guess what? Okay. He is strong. Yeah. As a father, when your children and your family is weak, you should be the healing for them. Yes. The way you speak will bring encouragement. Mm. The way you handle the situation... You know, one of the things I love about God is that I've never went to God and God said, you big dummy, you stupid, I told you, I wrote a whole book. <laughs> right, right. God has never, I've never walked into the room and said, God, you know I messed up. 
I directly disobeyed you. And then God said, you, you stupid. I gave you a whole book. You don't read it. You don't do this. God has never done that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when the prodigal son in the same story with the sheep was afar off, the Bible says the father was sitting out there on the patio waiting for him to come back. And the minute he saw him, he said, go, grab my son, bring him home and let's have a feast for him. The father is a healer. Yeah. He's there to guide He's there to give advice. He's there to bring healing when the hearts are broken. Let's go down. Let's go down. The Bible says that he's Jehovah Shammah, meaning the Lord is here. The Lord is present. Mm. And we talked about that a minute ago. Mm. There's a difference between physically present and the Lord is here. See, when the Bible says Jehovah Shammah and, and the Lord showed up, it meant the Lord showed up and you felt his presence mm. and you felt what he's going to do and you knew the Lord is here because his presence made a difference. Is your presence just present or are you making a difference in the home? Mm. Are you there or are you just there? Mm. And there's a difference. And so they just don't want you to be present. They want you to be present. Yeah. And you know, that's something that I wrestle with because mm. sometimes you could be in the home and you're staring on your phone. You talk about, I spend time with y'all all the time. No, you don't. You spend time on the phone, right, Savannah? Come on. How many times you correct me about that? <laughs> she said millions. <laughs> Come on. You could have helped me out. It's Father's Day, right? You, you, sometimes you're there. You're not there. Sometimes you're watching TV. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're consumed with work. You're working all the time. One time my wife had to pull me aside and said, you know, you work all the time, right? So what are you talking about? I'm always home with you. She said, no. Even when you're home. You're always doing something work-related. Mm -hmm. Your kids need you to stop. And you know one of the things I learned and I'm working on? Mm -hmm. Is that when they get to a certain age, when they're young, they come in your room. They want to come in your, they want to sleep in your bed. They want to come to you. They want to be wherever you are. Mm -hmm. When they reach a certain age, they go into their room. Mm -hmm. And I used to, I say this to you all the time. Why they don't want to come out their room? Why do teenagers always want to lock themselves yeah. up in the room and watch YouTube and all that? And, and I, I realized this. That the order is flipped. That when they're young, they want to come into your room. And now that they're older, what you have to do is go into theirs. Mm. And I've been making an effort. Because mm. I complain. You know I complain. I'd be like, why are these kids up in their room? They have no sense of family. It's not that. They're not terrible kids. Mm. It's time for you now to go into their room because they're growing up. And you to become somebody who learns who they are now. Right? So the Lord is here. Yes. And you want to be there too for your children. I'm almost done. He's Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord, our righteousness. The Father should be the display of what righteous living is. Mm. It is not okay to send your children to church. It's not okay to tell them churches online, go tune in. You as a father should be the first one sitting there at 11 a.m. Yeah. to watch the, the program. You as a father should be the one who knows the word. Yeah. Now, y'all should call Pastor Rich. You as the father are the first sense of what righteous living is. And that's what you ought to be because that's what we get from God, right? Mm -hmm. Look at this. Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord is a sanctifier. Mm -hmm. Sanctify means he's the one who cleans us. Yeah. So when thoughts from outside enter to your home, where, who filters that in the child? When your child is watching YouTube all day, and some of you fathers are so proud because you think, my child don't have YouTube. Oh, I'm a great father. Trust me. Hmm. You think the enemy is not getting the info to them another way? It's not about how much you can guard them 
from being exposed is how much you can, when they are exposed, walk them through through what they've been exposed. Yeah, oh true. my it's gosh. True. It's true. That just hit me like lightning. Yeah. Because you know, most Christian parents, yeah. what we fight to do, and I'm not saying don't do, do it, it. Right. we fight to guard. And you guard as long as you can. But trust me, the enemy is going to expose your children to everything you're yeah. trying to guard them from. And when they become exposed, because you're just a guarder, you panic and say, I told you not to watch this. Why don't you listen? That doesn't help. It's about talking about what they have just seen. And God is a sanctifier. Yeah. When things of the world dirty us as yeah. believers, yeah. we get washed in the word. Yes. And when things of the world and philosophies creep into your home mm. as a father, mm. you are the one that should be sanctifying yes. what they've thought. They might not agree. They might argue. You might go into what we call in this house intense fellowship. <laughs> but believe you me, when yes. they walk away, they will see daddy was a man of stance. Yeah. Daddy was a man of principle. And daddy's thought is now fighting the thoughts that are out there rather than letting the thoughts prevail. Do you follow what yes. I'm saying? Watch this. He's not only the sanctifier, he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord that provides. Mm. And you know, I don't care if your wife make more money than you, you, st you, you still should contribute to the house. Yeah. You still should be a provider financially. Yeah. In other words, get a job. Yeah. You can't be a father who, I leave that alone. Yeah. But not only in the area of finances, you can provide love. Yeah. You can provide something. You can provide, contribute to the house. Wash the dishes. Yes. Hallelujah. You amen. like that? You love that, huh? Hallelujah. All the ladies say amen. Provide peace in your house. If you know that keeping the woman happy is going to keep the house happy, provide what you need to provide. Just kill me, lady. Just do what you got to do to live. Hallelujah. Provide. If you know your children needs guidance, provide. The Lord is a provider. In that scripture, that's when uh, Abraham took his son up on a mountain and, and God made a way. As a father, you figure out how to make a way. As a father during the pandemic, I went into protection mode. I told yeah. church people and people everywhere, I love y'all, but my first responsibility is to them. I made a way to keep yeah. us safe. I made a way to figure out how we going to survive. Mm -hmm. And when stuff happens as a father, you provide for your children. Yeah. You do what you got to do. I remember I went to a, a, a brother of ours was getting married. And uh, the, all the brothers were around giving him advice. And one guy got up and said, I want to give you advice when you get married. If anything goes wrong in your family, no matter what it is, it's always your fault. <laughs> and we all was like... Man, the man gonna quit marriage. He said, "No, I want to tell you." He said, "So we start talking. Well, what if it ain't his fault? What if, like somebody said, whatever happens is always your fault?" And I, that sounded so harsh. And to this day, I still argue with it. But I understood what he meant as the father. Put it on your shoulder that whatever happens in that family, even if it wasn't your quote unquote fault, make it your fault and fix it. Provide a way to change it. That's what. Our God does. How many times it wasn't God's fault that you were in what you were in. Amen. But nevertheless, the Lord comes and takes your burdens, yes. put it on his shoulder yes. and said, I got you. Yes. That's the God we serve. Yes. I got two more. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. Mm. Your presence determined the climate of the home. Mm. Yes. 
You come in. I had a bad day at work. Y'all leave me alone. I just want to watch some TV. And you sit on a couch. You don't have conversation with the, with, the, with the woman you love. You got all of that. You teach them how to love the woman, babe. I love you. Now come rub my foot. <laughs> you, you, you teach them how to love you. Teach, you, you, have, you, you, you. Whatever the woman is, sometimes this woman right here, she keep me in check. Sometimes she will, I will get the look or I'll, I'll, the silent treatment will kick in. I'll be like, okay, I'm stop. Whatever I do, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop the world just to make her happy because I want the home to have peace. You don't have to have luxury to have peace. Luxury people have but still don't have peace. You, the Lord is peace. And then the Bible says, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. What does that mean? Host is a military term. It's a military term that deals with angel. The angelic host has an army. And the Bible says, the leader of the army is the Lord of hosts. And as a father, here's my final thing. You are the leader of your army. And where you lead them to will stir them up to either being broken mm. or being people that society has been blessed because of the job you've done. I could go down the list of men in the Bible who did terrible and good jobs and you can see it lived out in their children. True. The job you do will show in your children. It is the greatest job you will ever have. You say, Pastor, why do you say that? Because it is the job in which the almighty Lord of hosts addresses himself as mm. Father. Yes. And that's where I get the source strength. of strength. Amen. And my example of what a father is. Yes. You might be watching and that might not have been present in your life. Mm. Your father might have walked out on you. And I want to say this. You still have a father yes. in heaven mm. who wants to display all of this to you. Yes. You never had the healing. You never had the guidance. You never had any of that. You say, I've never had all of that. Well, I want you to know that that doesn't give you the excuse to live anyhow. Mm. The Lord God wants to give that to you now. Yeah. Will you receive the love of the father some of you said, I don't live anyhow, pastor, but I missed a father. The Lord will be that to you. I can relate to you. My father died young. This was part of the question. How do I deal with that? I deal with that because I cherish the times I had with him. I thank God that I even had him in the first place. But where I am lacking that he is no longer here to present to me, God is. When my dad died, so many people tried to come and fill that shoes. Mm. A man of God came into my life and said, I'll be your father now. In my heart, I always knew ain't none of y'all will ever be my father. Mm. The only person that filled that void yeah. was God. Not saying I wasn't mentored or, you know, but what a real father gives mm. comes from the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. And you can have that, right? A leader doesn't mean you're popular. Mm. Being popular don't mean you're a leader. Mm. Having a lot of Instagram followers and likes just means you're an entertainer. Mm. Don't mean you're a leader. Mm. Oftentimes when people look for leadership, they don't look to people who has a lot of likes and views. 
Those people become the people we don't want to hear from. <laughs> Oftentimes, the guy with the corny dad jokes is the guy they call when problem comes. Yeah. Because they need leadership. Leadership is decisive. That decisiveness comes from what you base your thinking on. And the God we serve is the best example of that. Yeah. So you're watching today. I want you to know if you're hurting from the lack of a father, God could fill that void. Amen. And if you are a father today, and you might not have had the best role model, let the father of all fathers be your role model yes. today. And if you are a young father, start building on the principles of the word of God. Yes. It'll make you the greatest father that your children will turn around and say, my father was a good man. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.